Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The value of others you impacted. So that's the value of Zacchaeus, Jesus impacted, and then their impact on others. When we value others, we'll share the good news with them. We don't want them to spend eternity separated from God. So that's why Jesus invited himself. That's why Zacchaeus finally accepted the gospel. But look at me. What impact will Z, Zacchaeus, have on others? It doesn't stop with him. Oftentimes, we can overlook the fact that one single life we impact with the gospel could spread to hundreds and even thousands more. Today, Pastor Mark will challenge listeners to not see one changed person as any less important. He'll use the story of Zacchaeus to show how Jesus dropped everything to impact one person. That one person would then go on to impact many more. The spreading of the gospel can have a rippling effect on society, and we sure could use that. Don't view one life as meaningless. Jesus didn't. Use your influence to impact one for the kingdom today. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Luke with part two of his message, Understanding the Value and Impact of One. Well, you know, Jesus said it like this. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Whoa, whoa, but he didn't stop. And the second is, love your neighbor as you love yourself. See, we're we're good at taking selfies because it's about us. This world is not about you. It's not about me. It's about God, me, and others. Now, this is our mission. Jesus from Luke 19.10. Jesus came to seek out sinners, to go to be around people, and not just to be around them, not just to show the bracelet to them in a normal way. You're just going, and God will open those doors for you. And and then we can share the good news, and we'll have a whole week on that. And actually, we'll have two Wednesday nights on that in, in, uh, in September. And then transform their lives for eternity. And so it, that the impact, the end of the impact is sharing the gospel. I can't bring anybody to salvation, but God can. And as I share the gospel, then the whole goal is that they're going to spend the eternity with us in heaven because we cared for them. Now, what's the problem with the church? Sometimes we become status quo. I remember teaching many, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, a teaching on the children of Israel when they got in the wilderness. You know what it was titled? Saved, satisfied, and stuck. The world is lost. 
We've been found. Well, Pastor Mark, no, no, that isn't right. We have to be about the business of Jesus Christ. We have to seek and save those who are lost. Now, how do we do that? Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. You'll see it on the overhead. Ephesians chapter 2. One of the epistles, Ephesians chapter 2. And you scoot on down, if you will, in Ephesians. Toward the end of the Bible. The guys don't. There he is right there. Good. Ephesians chapter 2. And go down to verse 10. This is where the mission of the church and the value and impact of one collide. They come together. For we are God's masterpiece. You're special. God created you unique. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Watch this. So, not that we take care of ourselves, so that we can do good things he planned for us long ago. What does that verse mean? God created us with great potential so that one goal, we can impact other people. Families, Christians, all these people that serve you at all of our campuses, all these guest people, all these people in Awana that will serve, all the teachers that are taking care of our kids today, they're doing good things. They're serving the body of Christ. But it's not just inside the church. We do good things to people outside, as he planned for us long ago. So we're valuable to God, but he created us with amazing potential. Just turn to your neighbor and say, God has given me potential. Go ahead. God has given me potential. Now, what does that look like? Well, it's like I said, all kind of things that you can do in the church, the gifting things. Thank you for doing that, being there, that kind of person. But it's really about the most important thing that you can ever do. This work is found in Mark 16, 15. Look at it. I have it for you. He said to them, go to all the world and preach the good news to all creation. See, that's the main good work. When Jesus called those four disciples, he says, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. No longer was the fishing business the priority. It was people. So you and I have been created. Jesus has appointed every Christ follower, every one of you, to seek and save the lost. That means I'm staying on mission. If I have a mentality that church, don't, Pastor Mark, don't ask for new people to come. And Vera's booming. Sebastian's doing all the fantastic. Man, we don't want new people to come. We're just happy this family here. No, that's wrong. We have to have a heart for people. And that's why this whole series. Pastor Mark, I understand it, but I, I, I'm not sure I have that gifting to do that. Now, look what Ephesians 2.10 says. Look at that second part of that verse. Pastor Mark, because some of you are saying in, under, your, under your breath right now, you've been saying to me, I heard you. I can't do that. I can't do that. Well, look what verse two says, uh, 10 says again. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we what? We can. Just say these two words with me. Can do. Can do. Turn to your neighbor and say, can do. Turn to your neighbor and say this, can do. I'll be at 6 a.m. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you, Lord. They promised you in church. Is that good? Is that good? That's very good. I'll see you in the morning. Don't sin. 
Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, it says I can do it, but how in the world does that happen? Let me show you a verse, 2 Peter 1.3. Watch this. By his divine power. Whose power? Not yours. You and I can't do that. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need to for living a godly life. How much? Everything. By the way, you won't want to circle this in your Bible because it eliminates every excuse we make. You probably don't have this circled, but you should. Because after you read this verse, there's no excuses. Notice, everything we need for living a God living. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who has called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Here's what I want you to write down. Everything we need has been provided. God will open all the doors. He'll do everything supernaturally for you. He'll give the words to say. He'll give you the heart for the people. See, you won't go and share if you don't have a heart for the people. God values them, so I have to go to people. It's valuable to me. It's valuable to God. So that promise from God, his divine power, eliminates every one of my excuses. Now, I want you to turn to Luke 19. We were there last week, but I want to go through it very quickly again. Luke 19, just scoot on back to the beginning of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke 19. Now remember, Jesus one day, and I want to show you how the first part of impact and value works, and then the second half, because we didn't get to talk about the second half. Jesus is showing us how to do this. And I want to say to you, you could put your name in this passage as Jesus, because this is who you're going to be. Now, we're not Jesus, but this is what we do. And Zacchaeus could be your neighbor, could be somebody at work, could be whatever. Watch how we do it. Luke 19, all of our campuses, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Now, why did Jesus go to Jericho? Because he was directed by God. God will direct you. As you're just, he was going to go to, he was on his way to Jerusalem. He could have gone a lot of ways, but God sent him there. Why? Look at the next part, verse. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was wealthy. Why did Jesus go to Jericho? For how many people? One. One. A guy that was a horrible sinner, cheated people out of their money like crazy, was known very rich. But God says, I want you to introduce yourself to him. Now, when you see that, there's the value of how many? Jesus is going to redirect his whole day to go through Jericho for. Now, why? Because Zacchaeus was valuable. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, is a horrible sinner. Hello? Where did you start? We're all sinners. He was valuable to God. So when God directs you, starts a conversation up, I don't really have time. Shut up. (laughs) He's directed you. He's opened the door. You don't have to go and open the door. God will open it for you. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. And when that happens, Jesus knew something good was going to take place. Now, he wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. Now, he was rich. He was powerful. He was known in all the community. He's the chief guy. But he had no purpose, 
and he had no meaning in life. Here's something you have to understand. When we look at people that are not believers and they're wealthy or they have a power or they own a business or they're doing really well, and we go like, that's a dead end, Pastor Mark. That person ain't coming to the Lord. I can look for these poor people. It has nothing to do with any of that. Zacchaeus is rich, powerful, head of everything. But he has no purpose and meaning. Why would he run after Jesus? Because he's miserable. You see, the world, you, you have to understand this. When you look at a person's eyes and they look like, mm, that ain't going to happen, forget it. Because inside, they're empty, lonely, guilty, and they're afraid of death. But they don't know what to do. I came from Detroit. In, in the days that I was there, way back 30 years, 40 years ago, I mean, the industry was booming. People would work basically 365 days a year in the car industry so they could get triple time. But they were miserable. Understand, every person that doesn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ is empty. The only way you'll have purpose, listen, some of you don't know Christ. You can find it and try to search for it with everything you have. But the answer to purpose in meeting your life is a relationship with Jesus Christ. You will not find it outside of that. Zacchaeus doesn't understand that. He just knows that when Jesus came into a town, people's lives changed. And he was miserable. Well, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him. Now, again, why did he welcome him? Because he'd heard, if you have an interaction with Jesus, good things can happen. We need to make sure people understand. It's not about our church. We're not trying to make our churches bigger. Lord, help us. We're trying to make the kingdom of God bigger. Verse 7. And all the people saw this. People he began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of the sinner. Who else did Jesus come for? That's all we were. That's all there was on the earth was sinners. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, 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 here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody, not if, for sure, many, I have cheated anybody at anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. How long did it take for Zacchaeus to get saved? We don't know. Could have been a half hour discussion, 10 minute discussion, three hour discussion. We don't know. But once he said, I want my sins forgiven. I'm miserable. Can you show me how to have a relationship with you? Boom. How did it happen? Instantly. That will happen to some of you this morning in an instant. Because at the end of service, I'm going to have you stand and say, I want to pray that prayer after you, Pastor Mark. I want my life changed at all our campuses. That's all it took. Now, he didn't get saved because he was a Jew. He didn't get saved because he said, Jesus, okay, if you'll save me, I'll give four times. No, no, had nothing to do with it. He got saved because he, asked, he had faith in Jesus Christ. And here's, here is the mission of the church. Look at verse 10. If you never circle it in your Bible, circle it. This is the mission of the church. This is your mission. For the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. Here's a question I want to ask you. Jesus knew the value of one eternal soul. Do we? He stopped everything for one because it was valuable to him. That's what we're after. Now, but there's a second meaning to this. 
Jesus leaves. He's on his way to Jerusalem. Zacchaeus is left. Now what? We really don't know. But let me show you what the second part of our value of EIO is. Look on the overhead again. The value of others you impacted. So that's the value of Zacchaeus, Jesus impacted. And then their impact on others. When we value others, we'll share the good news with them. We don't want them to spend eternity separated from God. So that's why Jesus invited himself. That's why Zacchaeus finally accepted the gospel. But look at me. What impact will Z, Zacchaeus, have on others? It doesn't stop with him. What will it look like? Now, the Bible doesn't tell us. He has no Bible. There is no church yet. He's a changed life. What will that look like? Now, I don't know what it is, but I have an idea, and I'll just give it to you, because I want you to see. See, when, when we realize the value of others, and we witness, and eventually they come to Christ, other people bring them whatever, basically God brings them, you know that. Now, what will happen in their life? Many times they move away, we don't know what's going to happen in their life. That's up to God. But look what's happened in your life since you've come. Now, many of you have not really impacted anybody else because you didn't understand it's your goal. It's your responsibility. It's your privilege. So here's Zacchaeus. Now, what did he promise to do to the people that he stole money from as the tax collector, as the IRS guy? What did he promise? Tell me. Four times. So here's Zacchaeus. He goes, he gets his list out. He knows the people he stole the money for. Goes to the door. Hello? From the inside. Who's there? It's the head of the IRS. What's your name? Zacchaeus. A moan from the inside. Oh, great. You here to collect more money from me illegally? No, I have a surprise for you. I want to come in. Well, what's he going to do? He's the IRS guy. So he opens the door. Zacchaeus comes in. He says, all right, what do you want? He says, I came. And I know exactly how much. I came to give you four times back what I stole. Now, Zacchaeus knew he was smart enough. He had smelling salts with him. (laughs) Because the man is passed out on the floor. So Zacchaeus gets down and, take a breath. (laughs) What did you say? Four, four times. Take another breath. Take another breath. Four times. And then Zacchaeus, he helps him up. What's the next question the man is going to say? That's an open door. Hallelujah. Do you get it? Do do you get it? God opened the door. Why are you doing? You're crazy. So what will Zacchaeus say? Well, let's turn to Matthew 4, 8. No, he doesn't have a what? A Bible. So what will he share? His personal testimony. Well, Pastor Mark, how hard is that? Not too hard. It's your testimony. You can't forget it. What happened? Well, this Jesus came by, came into my... And I'm a changed man. Do you see how simple that is? And nobody can argue with you. You're giving him four times back? He's a changed man. So as he goes from door to door, 
Look at the impact from one man on that town. Do you get it? It's not just about us being impacted. Second, one day Zacchaeus is walking downtown, and there's this place where there's food for people. They could buy kind of a marketplace if you've been overseas in any place. A lot of markets, fresh fish and foods and vegetables and stuff. But the poor people typically, they just just beg somewhere. So Zacchaeus is walking through, and a mother and her child, seven, eight-year-old boy, girl, they're shopping. And, And the son says to mom, Mom, what are we doing here? We've never shopped here before. You always told me when I came by and I wanted that apple. You can't have it because we didn't have any money. We're poor. We had a little bit of rice, a little bit of vegetables. That's it. We, we, what are we doing here, Mom? She said, I don't know the whole story, but there's one man who has given money. In fact, he's given so much money, half of his money to our town to feed those of us that couldn't eat right. Well, Mom, what's his question going to be? Why? And I can picture Zacchaeus being down there, kind of hidden away, watching the question, kind of from behind the scenes, and going, yeah. Not even known. Yeah. Another open door. My friends, that's why we're here. It's not about you. It's about God and others. All of that because one stopped for one. Don't make it complicated. What are we asking you to do this year? How complicated is this? Over the year, we're asking, you'll see it on the overhead in a second, we're asking you one simple thing. Lead one person to Jesus in the next 12 months. Here's a verse. Nothing is impossible with God. I can't wait to hear your stories. I can't wait to see what God's going to do with me because you're valuable to him. Everyone matters. Everything has been provided. And nothing is impossible with our God. With our God. Vieira, Sebastian, online, this is going to be an incredible year because we're going to be on mission. We're going to get our heart back to where it should be. And by the way, it starts with prayer because that's when God has to deal with our hearts. Jesus came to seek out sinners, share the good news, and transform their lives for eternity. Today, Pastor Mark taught us that Jesus appointed every Christ follower to live according to this same mission. God has created us with great potential so we can impact others. Do you know the value of one eternal soul just as Jesus did? Scripture says that heaven rejoices when even one person comes to know Christ. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. How has the church today developed wrong thinking towards the sharing of the gospel message? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will show listeners how wrong thinking leads to wrong actions and how we can get back on track. Many in the church today believe that discipleship and evangelism is the job of pastors and elders only. Jesus called every believer to spread the gospel. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.